Thank you for joining me at the Heather Ewing, the commercial real estate rundown. Today, I have none other than Pete Miller with me. He is the owner of Pete Miller Performance Group in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Pete, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Definitely. So I'm excited to have you on today to talk about, you know, the beautiful realm of fitness, something that is obviously very near and dear to your heart and an arena that I also really enjoy as well. So there's going to be a series of a few different questions, but what I wanted to start with is if you can enlighten our guests a little bit more about who you are and also about your performance group. Sure. Thanks. Um, so we've been serving the greater Milwaukee community for over 30 years. Uh, primarily, we work with uh, leaders, C-suite, entrepreneurs, founders, um, people that have influence in Milwaukee with the goal of serving in a very holistic fashion. We're strength coaches. That's what we do. And then we also do some body work called activation, which resets your breathing and movement patterns. But we're more than that. We view working with the whole corporate athlete or the whole athlete um, because as human beings, we are bio, psycho, social, and spiritual beings. And in order to function and be at the top of your game um, in business, with relationships, in life in general, and to um, really contribute and engage in this world, you need to be hitting on all four of those cylinders um, as well as possible. So we engage people in a very holistic fashion as strength coaches. That's wonderful. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, as you know, I've been a, a diligent runner, if you want to say for several years, but where would you say most, like when people come to you, is it, are there a common couple or three things that are typical or do they even really connect the importance of fitness with career, right? Or some of these different facets, such as relationships. Do they have that connection typically when they come in? Or is that something they learn in strengthening their bodies that their minds too are strengthening and how it really ripples out in their life? Yeah, I, th I think it uh, both. We have people coming in with... Uh, some with an understanding that they need this in order to shift their psychology and their physiology are intimately connected. And some people really get that connection. They just don't know how to get started. And then we have others that will come in with some version of, um, I want to look my best and I want to feel my best. Like everybody's got kind of the same goal. It's just the definition of looking your best and feeling your best uh, is different. But then as, as they start to um, engage with us and we start to coach them and move them through the process, uh, they pretty quickly understand that phys their physiology is going to have a huge impact on their energy, their focus, mm -hmm. their um, creativity in the workplace. Definitely. And, you know, you hear from people all the time, I'm certain, right? Of I don't have time. <laughs> what are a couple of tips or tricks or what are maybe a couple of ways that you're able to help people maybe one, see it differently or two, take action in a different way? 
uh, the old adage of uh, somebody's got to hit their bottom before they're going to make a change. I mean, you know, pain is the big motivator for most people. It, it yeah. usually isn't the seeking of pleasure, uh, but it, it's some sort of a pain point in their life that they hit. Um, everybody has the time. You know, put put your phone down, quit scrolling, um, prioritize it. Uh, that is so trite, you know, because I'm sure that's been said a lot. But I can tell you in, in over three decades of working with people that produce a lot of value and add a lot of value, not only to Milwaukee, but, you know, internationally, they make the yeah. time. They prioritize it. And believe me, nobody's getting fired or getting demoted because they started strength training and, and working out on a regular basis. In fact, they're probably getting hired or, or promoted, I should say. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I don't know if that's the answer that you're looking for, but uh, it, it's, it's really just a matter of prioritizing you because mm -hmm. when you take care of yourself, and you are selfish about your own care, it spreads out to a partner, to kids, to a work yeah. environment. Um, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first in order to be there for the rest of your friends and family and coworkers. I agree completely. And it's like from my background, I don't have children, but I do really see it since I'm an entrepreneur that I am my most important investment because if I'm not taking care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, you know, relationally, family and others, that I'm not going to be able to support the business and continue that on and serve all the customers and clients as well. So I agree with you completely. And I think as far as timing, it's it's creating a plan, right? Just just yeah. like you create a strength plan, you have to understand where you're at and then develop the plan to get them where they want to go. What are some ways, because this is such a parallel again um, to our careers, you know, when they are finding those stumbling blocks or maybe it's a physical thing or maybe it's a mental block, right? What is a technique that you'd like to go to and again, everyone's wired differently, so they're going to have different motivations. But what is something to help people take that next step forward or get unstuck? Yeah, I, I think that's a challenging question to, to answer. Um, Throw on the tough ones early on, Pete. Yeah, exactly. When it were, you've got to break a pattern. You know, there's got to be maybe sometimes it's just being still enough for long enough where you're not paying attention to all the bright, shiny objects that you've got to take care of out there. But you're actually sitting still and you look at your life, take a deep dive and look at where am I right now? Am I really satisfied with my relationships, with my business, with my career, with um, yeah. my fitness with my health and then fat and, and just take a, um, an inventory of where you're at right now, then extrapolate that inventory and magnify it over the next five years, 10 years, 20 years. Are you really going to love your health and wellness physically, emotionally, all those mm -hmm. things 
if you stay doing the same thing? And if the answer is no, then you just need to change a pattern. And, and you know, quit doing the same thing you've always done. Change one thing and just shake it up. Do something different. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I agree completely. And um, as you mentioned that, it made me think of, I had gotten to a comfort zone of, of racing half marathons. So I had raced in six years or four years, six per season. So April through November, and I'd raced one a month and got pretty comfortable with that. And it had been almost 20 years prior that I had ran a full marathon. So that's how I got back into per se the marathoning was I was just like, you're too comfortable. But to your point, it's not easy. And then I think everyone, especially if you've been in sports for a while, have had different injuries and you worry about this one or that one. And that's why I think strengthening is so important. But it took a while. But that's also when after running the New York Marathon that I really started thinking about making changes in my career. And it's it's scary, right? When you look over the cliff, but to your point of fast forwarding of how do you feel and are you going to be where where you want to be? And if not, you have to start creating a plan and making a choice. So tying into that, I know you just ran a big one, the Ice Age 50, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So what pearls do you have us from, from that one? Hmm. Uh, another great question. I... I guess I was back in the middle of January of this year. Uh, we have a lot of things going on in the business. And um, I was, I didn't realize it at the time. My wife, who is quite brilliant, reminded me after the fact. She's like, yeah, you were kind of stuck. You know, I was just doing and not quite. I I knew at that point that I needed I, I needed something to kind of shock my system yeah. to change the paradigm to change the record to add some creativity, um, and to reengage. And I had run this particular fifty kilometer race probably nine times before. Um, right. So I thought, you know, it's a stretch goal because I hadn't run it at the time. I thought, well, I haven't run that race for ten years. It turns out it's been 17 years. I lost track of oh. time. <laughs> so I Little thought, you know, I, can, I can do this 50K. It's a stretch. It's familiar. It's local. I love the course. I love the people. It's beautiful. And that'll be a really good challenge. So I um, started running and training. And the nuggets I got out of it, like one thing that was, it was profound for me. So, but I'll share. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it'll be profound for anybody else, but I'm sure it will. I was, I was kind of slogging through the race and mm -hmm. I was coming to the end of it and I had probably four and a half miles to go. And I had probably hit a pretty decent wall, maybe at about the 20, 25, 26 mile mark. And yeah. I was doing the ultra marathon shuffle. I mean, I was not running anymore. I was just doing that shuffle. And what yeah. came to my mind was, I can do this. But it wasn't, I can finish. I can do this. It was, I can do this. Like what I'm currently doing right now, which is the marathon shuffle, I can do this. Yeah. I don't need to 
be anywhere else in the future or in the past. I need to be very present and I can do this. So I think as we're going through life, you're building a business, you're working on a project, you've got deadlines, um, be present. I can do this. Like, I don't need to worry about all the deadlines that I have coming up, but today is a day and I can do this. So uh, I love that. And I think that is a huge awareness. And I think that's why so many people do get into sports when they do, or for me with the marathons now too, because um, it's funny, people have said, what are you running from? You know, kind of like runners are all running from something. And, you know, the interesting part is I always say, well, I'm actually running to myself because I have found over the years that, and this is why I think a lot of people don't like distance running is that it forces you to be in the present. You're moving, but you're not moving that fast. Like, you know, with bicycling or something where the cycle races, I mean, they are clipping along and one little move and you're out, you know, whereas don't quite have that pace for running. And it's really illuminating. And also I think one of the other big big takeaways for me in these various races is two things. One is that... It helps me to realize all the stupid stories that I've told myself of like, you can't do this and this and this, right? Which we're all afflicted with, right? And like, it's the beauty of being human, but it becomes um, very aware for me. And then it's a choice to start having a better dialogue, right? And then I would say also the second thing is to also really be able to break something down. And I'm, I'm a month in on training for the Chicago Marathon. And it always reminds me of the simplicity of a plan. You sometimes deviate things, you know, things come up or whatever it might be. But in the end, you always finish it. And so to me, again, that plays so beautifully with life, relationships, career, anything. And I think it's that power of consistency where I'm sure you've heard it too. It's it's easy for you. It's like it's the consistency that you do your strength training or me, my running, that does make it look easy. But people can rinse and repeat that with anything. And um, that's what I love is the simplicity, but you got to show up. Yeah. When you have an event and, you know, a Chicago marathon or this ice 50 K that I just ran, right. um, it's just an event. And then you build kind of back to your question of how do you fit exercise? You build your default calendar. And you make yep. some non-negotiables in there, understanding yep. that you're going to do your best with that default calendar and fulfill um, the tasks that you put in there or the opportunities you put in there and then be flexible with it. But you've got a default calendar. You prioritize. If you, if you put it in your calendar, you will get it done most of yep. the time. And if you can hit it 90% of the time, you're crushing it. Yep. Yep. And you probably see this all the time. And, and again, I'm just on the outskirts of it, but it seems like people want to be perfect or they want to start at an elite level when they're just starting. And I think it's the discomfort of learning, of trying that a lot of people just avoid. Yeah. You, um, with anything, you have to earn the right to be at that elite level. You know, um, it, it takes, uh, it, it shifted a little bit, uh, but, you know, take the CrossFit phenomenon that kind of yeah. popped up 
I'll get the, I lose track of the time there too, but you know, it became very popular in the early 2000s, certainly in the probably the 1990s. Part of the intrigue was the intensity of the effort, right? And it's like high level elite um, energy system requirements to do that. And what you also saw as part of that was a lot of injuries popping up. I'm not blaming CrossFit. To be clear, I'm a fan. Like it, it's right, a right. fine form of exercise if that's what you're into. Um, but people didn't, uh, what they were yearning for was, and I'll, I'll pick on men. It's that 40-year-old guy that is back in the glory days of high school, and he forgot that it's been 20 years since he trained yeah. at that. You can get to that level. Age does not inhibit it. But you've got to be smart and you've got to be deliberate and you have to have a plan and you can get there, but you got to earn that right. Earn the intensity. You can't just go out, you know, I'm going to start training and you put your shoes on and you go run five or six miles and you haven't run for decades. Right. Be so like you can get it done. Awesome. Good for you. But man, you're going to be sore the next day. Go out and jog, walk two or three miles and build it up. Have a plan. Yeah. Plans win time and time again. I, I agree completely. So now I'm going to jump back a little bit. So if you were to jump into a time machine, right, and you go back 10, 20 years, what is a piece of advice you would give yourself? And how have you seen, you know, how would you see that play out? Hmm. I think I have a record that is little by little being broken, but, uh, you know, that imposter syndrome is a real thing. I think if I could go back and talk to, did you say 10 years ago or 20 or how old? Yeah, 20. Yeah. Whichever one. Yeah, whichever one. Um, <laughs> I would believe more in myself and my abilities and my intent. Um, yeah to kindly and intelligently help people find their more. Because that is what drives me. I mean, I believe there is more in all of us. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of encouragement and courage for a coach or a coworker or a partner or somebody to see that incredible goal that is in everybody and call it up. And I think... I would do that more with myself earlier. And how would that play out? Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know if it, it It was a real brain teaser. That's why I was like, all right, hold on, hold on. (laughs) No, I think how I would answer that is it would play out by Pete Miller performance group being in a position where we would be helping even more people. There would be an even larger audience. Um, and we'd be helping people find their more. And we help a lot of people. We've been doing this for definitely. but there would be even more. And I would take more. (laughs) Well, and the beautiful thing, if you think about it, it is um, rippling through because I know you're looking to bring on more trainers, right? And I also, one of the things I loved, you know, because I think we connected a few years back on LinkedIn is, You've always had great video testimonials. And to me, it's so nice because you can see the impact 
that you and your trainers have had on people. And, you know, to me, there's nothing that speaks higher, right? Than the video testimonials, understanding where they were at when they started with you, where they're at now, how it's impacted their life and really up-leveled them. So, you know, that's that's a masterpiece, I'd say, of the finest level. So kudos to you on that. And I'm excited for your continued growth. Um, what would you say, you know, for people that might be interested in training with you, what's the best way to connect with you? What is something maybe that would be helpful for them to know or do ahead of time? How do they work with you? Well, if they're in the Metro Milwaukee area, uh, we're conveniently located right by the Pfizer Forum. So we're right on 6th and McKinley in Milwaukee, easy to get to, parking is attached. Um, I, interestingly enough, we do remote coaching. I'm, I'm, uh, we primarily do in-person coaching, but I'm working with uh, an individual in San Francisco right now that found yep. us like, like the story and um, yep. on our Instagram and whatever social media stuff we're doing. Um, so we do remote coaching. We can send programming to people. It comes on your phone. It's got video, performance points, sets, reps. Um, you get our expert instruction remotely. And then you also, one of the keys to our coaching besides expert instruction is accountability. You know, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to connect on a weekly basis and make sure you're moving in the right direction. So if they want to work with us, they can go to our website, which is uh, PeteMullerGroup.com. We're in Wisconsin, so I, it, I, we pronounce it Miller, but of course, it's uh, Pete, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Group.com. Information on there. Um, we do activations, which uh, is some body work that basically resets your breathing and movement patterns back to optimal factory settings. And those we can do, those stand alone. We work, uh, we do them with our clients, but it's a way to reset your body and um, it's really quite powerful. And uh, so people can come you know, in. That's and- interesting. Sorry to jump in. It's yeah, like that just caught my attention. So does that help people like you hear so frequently, right? With everyone's schedules, this, that, and the other thing you hear about burnout. And then you also hear about the flight, flight, fight, or freeze, right? Is that a reset for that? Or is it a, yeah. a different type? Or does it lead into it? Yeah, I, I mean, our, our human bodies are so miraculously designed. And they're designed not only for longevity and health span that is beautiful. Um, they're designed to heal themselves. And our bodies are so brilliant that if through an activation session uh, with me or one of our coaches, we ask the body a series of questions, usually with my thumb, <laughs> you know, different spots right. in the body. And when we yep. ask the body the right questions, it gives us brilliant answers. And the mind and the body are intimately connected, right? There is more, there's more nerve input from our heart rising up to our mind than the other way around. So the human, human beings have two priorities. We need to move and we need to breathe. And we'll sacrifice anything to keep moving and breathing. Because of the age we're in, you were talking about fight, flight, freeze. Right. The digital age, I mean, I can't even comprehend commercial real estate or residential real estate. And if you don't put up great boundaries, you can be on 20 hours a day. 
maybe 22 mm-hmm. hours a day. Your clients want you, right? And yeah. You, yeah. so all of that access can get us into this sympathetic drive or this fight, flight, freeze. And we don't even realize that we're there. We're just stuck in this right. constant frenetic pace, always looking for threats and opportunities and lions are chasing us. Um, activations can reset your breathing pattern. And when you can downregulate your breathing and breathe into your belly, use your diaphragm to breathe. That's called yeah. parasympathetic yeah. breathing. It chills out your vagus nerve. It settles your blood pressure down. It brings peace to the machine of, of this human mm-hmm. body. Yeah. And when there's peace, there's power. Oh, and definitely. There's power, there's creativity, and there's connection, and there's this beautiful process of seeing the expanse. So, yeah, breathing is huge. And then the only way we can run is by flexing and extending our hips. And we test and see if the primary hip flexor is working or not working. And if it's not working, but somebody walked in, that means they've got a cheat pattern or a compensation pattern that we need to turn on their main hip flexor, disrupt the cheat pattern, and then their body flows into this great homeostatic, powerful place. Right. That makes perfect sense. And I think you'll be able to help so many people with that. And obviously the strength and what's kind of interesting is all of that brings us full circle, which goes back to the reflection, right? In the slowing down, in helping those, in making those adjustments. I bet not only through the breathing, but I bet people are also having additional reflection and just really where do they want to go next and things of that nature. So Pete, thank you so much for joining me. And again, I hope that our guests do reach out. You'll definitely be able to help them not only in strength, physicality, but also with the other facets of life. So thank you so much. And I look forward to connecting again soon. You bet. Thank you.